Hello. Hello, Robert. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you're not feeling well. Are you feeling better at all? That's okay. Well, I'm auditioning for a George Romero movie. That's why I look like it's... Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. Well, I mean, it works out because you're a horror guy, right? So. I am, yeah. I love it. Yo, welcome to my summer layer. I'm your host, Sammy. I sure could use a smart assistant because I need all the smarts I can get. You name. I hope you're ready for this My Summer Layer conversation, which covers Chopping Mall. Yes, Chopping Mall. To Yellow Jackets. Chopping Mall is the 1986 techno horror classic about three sentient high tech security robots who go on a killing spree inside a shopping mall after dark. Totally delightful. New technology provokes old fears. There's a potential for dangers we can't always envision or fully understand. Look, if you're not lowbrow like Chopping Mall, then go top shelf with 2001 A Space Odyssey with the malevolent HAL 9000. Impressive technology is fresh sci-fi, but when it all starts to go wrong or takes on an alternative agenda, now that's horror. In Romy, Alexa Brajas plays Maddie, a young woman who is forced by her mother to hide out in a state-of-the-art smart home. There, Maddie meets Romy, the house's HAL 9000, which is malfunctioning thanks to a ghost in the machine? A smart home with that disembodied voice and different sounds and cycles operates no different than a haunted house. Maddie has a number of, what was that, moments. Oh, that's just an AI-powered Roomba. For Alexa, who plays Maddie, it's not long before Romy, the smart home's digital assistant, begins to terrorize her. Isolated and alone, it's hard to maintain a firm grip on reality. Technology can anticipate our needs, but technology can also incapacitate our needs. This is the current AI debate we're having. All unsettled in a glitching smart home, Alexa is a tension architect who cannot fully convey all that is going wrong, but fully knows something is wrong. It's like when you bring your car into the mechanic. You know it's not working. Something's not right. But how do you explain that if you don't know what any of that stuff is? As you'll hear, Alexa likes making horror but isn't really a horror fan. She's more up for comedies. Once again, that thin line between horror and comedy is ever-present. Director Robert Cuffley is a big horror fan. That's why Chopping Mall comes up. We recognize Kelly Michael Stewart, the founder of Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival, for his contributions, his incredible, amazing contributions to Canadian horror and genre filmmaking. Shout out to Kelly. He's a cool dude. Robert reveals the experience of making Romy behind the camera and working with Alexa. So welcome Robert and Alexa to My Summer Layer to talk about horror and Super Nintendo and Yellow Jackets. And I asked them both, this is an important question. Could you survive a night in a haunted house? I suspect the way you answer that question reveals your position on living in a smart home. Oh, one small bit of housekeeping. It takes Alexa a bit of time to appear in the conversation. She was running late, but it's all good. Once she showed up and joined the fun, it was all gravy. Sound, the final frontier. My summer lair is an enterprise a pop culture voyage with a continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new creators and celebrate established producers. 
to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now here is your host, Sammy Yunan. You you already touched upon when we were kind of like talking off air, Robert, but I want to like return back to it because you just had the uh, Romy screening at uh, Blood in the Snow Film Festival. Uh, and you've been to the festival a couple of times now. So did you have a good time? What was the vibe like at the Romy screening at Blood in the Snow? Uh, I, I really do. Whenever I'm in a room with people that legitimately love horror, I just feel like I'm with my people. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, cor- that sounds corny, but... Um, like when you're playing to a mainstream audience, you're always kind of wondering, oh, I wonder if that's going to work. I wonder if that's going to work. And, and in this case, I know that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and it's that's really nice. So I can I can see stuff from my peers, as I always do, uh, features uh, and shorts. I can kind of track people that are upcoming. You know, like uh, oh yeah, you did that short now, and now it's a movie, or you know, and meeting filmmakers from Montreal and Toronto, which is awesome. I'm from Alberta. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, yeah, I love the vibe. And Kelly, the guy who runs it, is he's such, like, he's not doing it for the money. His heart is really into it, and that shows immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's my favorite festival in Canada, actually. Kelly is great, too, at really supporting a lot of, like, up-and-coming talents, like you were just saying. Like, you know what I mean? He wants to find new hip filmmakers he wants to find new voices he wants to put them on display he wants to connect with audiences that really is the passion for him as much as it is like showing you like a cool horror movie yeah and that comes through like i i get that vibe off of him instantly and it's been a, a pleasure to play at that festival honestly like yeah really like you mentioned that you touched upon it a little bit but how is the horror like film community in terms of like toronto montreal you mentioned like uh, how would you describe it? Or like, is there a tif- different type of Canadian horror vibe that we kind of bring to the to the horror genre, or is it kind of all the same type of horror? No, I think there is, and but but it extends beyond horror. And by that, I mean because we're forced to play in a sandbox that is typically not always mm-hmm. typically small small budget. It it makes directors and producers think on their feet. And uh, I think Romy's a good example of that is just how can you make 10 bucks look like 12 bucks is essentially what you're trying to do. So people have such a good radar and when something looks low budget, whether it's the, the acting, the cam work, the color timing, they just know something's off. So my, my job is to, and other Canadian horror film filmmakers is just to take um, like six and make it look like 10 um, because we're competing with, with, Obviously, the U.S. where not always, of course, but, you know, more than typically their budgets are, are bigger. And when they say low budget, it does not mean what Canadians say is low budget. <laughs> Canadians are really low budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it is I, I do love meeting other filmmakers. As I said, I'm from the West. There's there's a couple um, people like me that are just doing horror and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me many years to realize that could actually work or else I would have been doing it a long time like i've made six seven six or seven movies oh uh alexa says she's running late and she's hopping on in a sec oh okay great okay um so uh you've made six or seven shorts and like no no movies Movies. but only two or two horror movies Mm -hmm. and i kind of wish i had started earlier um because i feel really at home and and i can think of two or three here 
I'm sure there's some in Vancouver. I know there's some in Toronto that just do genre. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel that's where I feel best. I want to just do a quick tangent from what you're saying about the low budget because you said you your jobs basically make $6 look like $10, right? Or $6 mm-hmm. make look like $8. And I understand that Romy is a technological movie, so it's supposed to look a little sophisticated and quote-unquote futuristic. I get that part. But putting that aside, putting Romy aside for a moment, there's also something, I guess, endearing. Is that the right word? About like cheesy-looking horror movie too. <laughs> right when when the arm falls off and there's blood everywhere and like you can tell yeah hundred like, percent you know what I mean hundred so, percent like I'm being a really good dad and bringing my kids up on eighties horror as mm-hmm. any good dad should do good job and and there's yes there's so much like my bloody Valentine Friday Thirteenth those those are not big movies mm-hmm. chopping like mall. they have minute chopping mall yeah uh, I don't think they've seen that that's a good idea um, yeah slumber party master all that kind of stuff like. Mm-hmm just done with shoestrings and um i just i just love that world i i love current horror as well um but uh i've got a soft spot for 80s what was your gateway like horror movie which is like when you saw it like you said you like a lot of 80s horror so what was the one that you saw or a couple of movies that you saw were like yo this is my type this is my jam this is my genre (laughs) and you sign on the bottom line like where's the clubhouse i'm in like let me join uh, without doubt, creep show. Oh, um, that's probably the Romero, yeah, Stephen um, King. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because it just—I was so naive and I didn't understand the mixture of horror and comedy yet, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I like that feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, no, I think sense. Alexis. Yeah, Alexis connecting here. Hello. Boom, there she is. Hi, sorry I'm late. I'm sorry that my name is, I'm on the different computer, but hi. How's it going? Thank you for like hanging out. Uh, I apologize. This is early for you. Are you in Vancouver? No, no, I'm good. I was just in a different meeting. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, All right. And so now shifting gears, because Robert and I were talking about 80s horror movies, and let's do a little bit more current, uh, especially because Romy is a very nice technological horror movie. This Romy house, where you actually shot it, this house is amazing. Where's the actual location for this house? It's an incredible house. The actual address? I don't know. So, yeah. Robert. <laughs> I'll, he'll probably sue me if I tell him. But the, the most important part is it was only three blocks from my house, so I didn't have to commute. Oh, good job. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm going to be like Kubrick and only film, you know, <laughs> where I, something I can mm-hmm. see in the distance. Um, yeah, very, very close. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex came in from Vancouver or Victoria? I can't remember. From Vancouver. Yeah. And it all happened super fast. It was like, hi, I'm Rob. Oh, we're shooting. Like it was. Yeah. Like <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex, I want to start with you. Like, since you're like all like young and hip and cool, like, <laughs> how is your relationship with technology? Like, are you guys, like, you and technology, are you going steady? Do you like all these tools like TikTok and, like, iPhones and all these things? Like, maybe even smart speakers. Do you not like this stuff? Like, how would you describe your relationship with technology? Um, I'd still consider myself, like, like kind of like the grandma of my group of friends, at least. Like, I have my phone. I couldn't live without my phone. Um, I like headphones. I don't have any of, like, the smart home stuff. Honestly, mostly because their name's Alexa, and so I would just have a really hard time with it. <laughs> but, yeah. 
but I, I mean, I like technology, but at the same time, it does scare me mm-hmm. the way it's um, escalating so quickly. Do you think there's going to be a point of like, quote unquote, like no return where it's like if we don't control Alexa, for lack of a better term, like if we don't control some of these like AIs, like we're in deep trouble. Is there like a fear layer? I think so. I think we are going to reach that point. And I, I hope it's not soon, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like we're slowing down. So okay. what do you think, Robert? <laughs> Um, well, we're different generations, and and uh, you've grown up with this being normal. But I'm still I'm still like amazed at this. You know, like to talk to someone, it's got to bounce off a satellite and come back to Earth, and it's it's just I like being amazed by things because, and it's harder to amaze people because there's so much shit that's just like uh, that urine analysis bit in Romy mm-hmm. is actually based on some things I read about. Like that's coming. That's not science fiction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. What's next? Holograms? I have no idea. It's just crazy. Yeah. For context, like the urine analysis bit, like uh, Alexa plays Maddie who's staying in a smart home. Uh, and they're there's basically, I guess a ghost in the machine for lack of a better term. And so there's some glitches in the matrix. And as these things are happening, she, Maddie is this young person who has to get used to the smart home. And at one point she uses the, the, the washroom, the toilet, and it and now analyzes her urine and it gives her like an update of like, you know, her health basically. And it's like kind of super creepy uh, because it wasn't, Maddie wasn't expecting it. Neither was the audience. So it's kind of like unsettling. But for you, Alexa, like there's also a lot of, cameras in the in the smart home and you make a living in front of the camera is there like are you comfortable with cameras like everywhere like that again is like if you lived in a smart home like that or would that kind of unsettle you oh i think it'd be absolutely unsettling because when you're in front of a camera there's like a certain amount of like performing i guess that happens and so i definitely need my life outside of that and if that was in my home i think i would just go crazy mm-hmm. it's not for me at least what about just continue that that thread because you've talked about how you've played nintendo uh on the set of yellow jackets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you compress from emotional and heavy scenes like okay first of all what do you play on nintendo to like distract yourself from some of the heavy scenes of yellow jackets um, I really like playing, it's one of the Mario's, what's it called? I like, um, oh my God, I'm like blank on the name. Is it Super Mario Bros? No. Yeah. It's the one where I can connect with like my friends and then we all like, uh, Race are like up against each other on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a feeling you do really well, right? Like you take other people out. I I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so would it be hard, like, on a set like this where you're dealing with a lot of technology uh, and evil technology too, for lack of a better term, like to play with tech and then to go back to Nintendo or like, did this kind of make you want to take a break a little bit from technology? That's a super interesting question. Um, it's it's funny because on this set, we didn't really get much time in between scenes to really be doing much because we were moving uh, at such a high speed because we had to just um, get the movie done. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a really tight schedule. But if I had had the time to like go on my phone much or like play Nintendo or go on technology, I think it would definitely make me think twice about it, especially if we're in like that mindset of like, well, technology isn't always friendly or it's heading in a direction where it maybe won't be. I think it would make me probably get off my phone. Mm-hmm. 
Robert, you see it the same way too? Like, because you just said you're amazing. Uh, for you, this is like magic. This technology is magic. Do you have that same kind of fear that we might be going in the wrong direction or there's a potential for uh, genuine I think, evil? I, I think it's already too late. Not to, not to sound paranoid, but... Uh, <laughs> We're all I doomed think, now? You know, well, I don't know about that, but like I had, uh, I said in a CBC interview, Someone said, oh, Robert, I don't want to download that because they'll know my credentials. It's like, honey, that happened like Mm -hmm. five years ago. Yeah. Like we're well, we're, you know, I'll say something and then you're surfing internet, Instagram or something. And and that very product comes up Mm -hmm. Um, like they are listening. Uh, I guess it's a a question of where does the, the data go? And yeah, it's hard not to get a little bit paranoid but certainly privacy means something completely different than it did when i was alexa's age Mm -hmm. um like i or even younger you would you would leave and this probably horrifying most parents but leave at eight in the morning come home at six and your mom would just say how's your day you know whereas now you're being tracked um you know you can you can use tracking devices and find your iphone or you can use you can track your luggage with airpods or not airpods but you know what i mean those things the air tags AirTag, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, yeah, everything, everyone knows. So my wife can follow my youngest daughter and see if the bus has stalled on the way to school. And it's, it's just so strange mm-hmm. to me. And if you don't find that strange, it's, you're probably just young enough to have grown up with that being normal. I think it's like strange. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. There's some positives, I think, to it, too. So it's like mm-hmm. technology is scary with all the things that you can do now. But... At the same, there are some like good sides, I think, to it in some ways too. If I hear mm-hmm. of it like that too, yeah. agreed. Yeah, it's a it's a thing where like, th- well, one thing is the problem is that we're not necessarily going back too, right? Like, it's not like unless there's some sort of nuclear war or something, like we're stuck with all this stuff. Like nobody's quote unquote going mm-hmm. back, right? And then the second thing is, I think that's where the the horror too from like Romy and other kind of like horror technological movies like that come from. Because there is this, like, sinister element, right? Where, like, you were talking about, like, ice cream or something, and then all of a sudden, like, you get some ads on Facebook for ice cream. And you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That stuff terrifies me. You can be talking about literally anything, and then all of a sudden your phone is showing you, like, your algorithm for it. Because I go on TikTok, and it's showing you. And, like, it can be the most random, specific thing. Like, (laughs) like, even right now, I'll be like, uh, there was a frog jumping on a trampoline uh during a snowfall and then all of a sudden you're starting to get like those little things and it's super 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 creepy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and expanding on this uh idea of listening and who's listening robert you're not just the director but also the composer for romy Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. where does that process start yeah give him some claps so like Do you hear music when you're reading the script or shooting on set? Like, where does, like, that kind of sonic process start for you? Okay, for those in your in your podcast audience that love horror music, I am one of you. And I used to buy vinyl, you know, The Shining. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just would collect. I love it, love it, love it. So it's kind of what I listen to instead of pop or opera or whatever. I just listen to horror music, which is, Yeah. Um, my mom will just roll her eyes when she comes over. It's it's just it's not happy music, but I don't know why. It's just it's just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, I'm not experienced enough to hear themes automatically. I have to kind of find them. 
I've only been doing it for, for about six years, and I have gobs and gobs of imposter syndrome right now. But I do love it, and it's it's so fun. And I will say, at a Blood in the Snow, um, having seen it in three or four theaters, that's the best it's ever sounded, ever. And that that's such a pleasure, man. Just to that's exactly how it's supposed to sound, you know, which is rare. It can be hard sometimes to get the stuff out of your head uh, and onto like the screen or like make the music or write it or whatever. Like that's always a creative challenge, right? You have all the stuff in your head and you yeah. can get it out somehow. Yeah. And trying not to be overly influenced by what you listen to. So you're not playing copycat, mm-hmm. you know, I certainly don't want to do that. But And so let's get deeper into Romy. So Alexa, when you're on Yellow Jackets, it's a part of a larger cast. Uh, when you were on The Flash, again, you had a decent-sized cast. Here, your co-star is basically Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to explain Henry? He kind of reminds me of Wilson from Castaway a little bit. Like, he's got some character. I got that reference from one of my friends, too, actually. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, me and Henry got to be buds in the house, and it's funny because he is technology, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And we don't really talk too much, but I think it's just the idea of when you're feeling, especially I think in like a minimalist home too, which mm-hmm. we were in, um, it can feel really cold and like then what Maddie's mm-hmm. going through, lonely. And so you kind of hold on to whatever you can. And I'm kind of glad it wasn't just like her phone because she was also on her phone quite a bit. But um, the idea of just feeling like you have a friend and I think Henry just kind of became that. Yeah. Yeah. So just for anyone listening, Henry's like a, hyper-intelligent Roomba. Well, not hyper-intelligent, but just in, an intuitive Roomba. So if you spill something before, you can say, ah, oh, shit, it's mm-hmm. already being scooped up by Henry. Hey, well, Henry had some yeah. intelligence yeah. and some character. So... Mm. Alexa, when you play, like, you t- mentioned, like, the coldness. And, like, you had, obviously, you talked a lot to your mom, uh, the, your mom character, like, when you call her, and she's very cold or kind of indifferent to you as the daughter, right? So... Is this a unique challenge or like experience, I guess, like working mostly on your own where like you're not part of this like larger cast and you're kind of isolated? Yeah, I definitely felt like I was going crazy for a little because I was really just talking to myself during the scenes. And I think that's something about acting is that you really get the other person to kind of bounce off of. Mm -hmm. And when you have no one really to bounce off off of it becomes really challenging because the first time I'm like oh okay okay and then after a couple I'm like do I just sound crazy like I I don't know like it's just it's harder to gauge um Henry's not giving you a lot of feedback I know can you believe (laughs) it a terrible (laughs) co-star come on Henry yeah no but whenever I had um a, a scene where I was on the phone with my mom it was one of the producers, his name's Colin, uh, doing the scene with me. So that was really, really fun. I think it just really lightened the mood for us, mm-hmm. which was nice. Was that part of the ex- excitement of signing on to Romy? Is just kind of like going from a larger cast like Yellow Jackets to like just you and Henry hanging out in this large house? Like, because it's a unique experience as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. It was the first time I've, I've, I've led anything. And so that was really exciting and a challenge on its own um, to be in every scene, to go in like back to back to back to back. Uh, days in a row was was definitely a challenge, yeah. but super exciting. I, I recognize that, and, and I'm sure Alexa could speak to this much more than me. But on a big show, uh, you may you may work two hours of the day, and just you're waiting. There's so much waiting. Mm-hmm. Lots of Nintendo. 
lots yeah, of Nintendo. Lots of Nintendo. <laughs> um, and you can reflect on the scene, or but in this case, it's just, oh, we're going to 16. Oh, 64. No, 72. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, uh, I, I don't envy you, Alexa, especially with me directing you. <laughs> what a complete nightmare. But, and no, seriously, that, that's a big thing because um, first movie being uh, not solo star, but you're, you're carrying it. It's on your shoulders. Um, that would be intimidating. Like, if I were an actor, I would have been intimidated, for sure. It was, but also just very exciting. And I also had a lot of, I, I could um, get help from you as well when, when we were jumping from back and forth and back and forth, which was really helpful too. Mm-hmm. And I, I was drunk for most of the shoot. <laughs> Shut so up. A lot of it... No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No. <clears throat> uh, so Henry had to but, step in and do a little bit of like AD work. Yeah. He, he was the assistant, fourth assistant mm-hmm. director. Yeah. Um, this was also, uh, I don't want to speak for Alexa, but probably a, a vastly smaller crew than she's used to. Like I'm assuming like on yellow jacket, you don't even know everyone's name. There's probably so many, right? I mean, I try. And I think by the end of the season, I'm pretty good with it, but it definitely takes longer mm-hmm. because there, there are yeah. just a lot of people. <laughs> so speaking of like a smaller crew, then how do you know something is, how do you know the creepy factor is working? Like in a scene where it's supposed to be kind of creepy. Because with comedy, you could you have other people laughing a little bit. Like obviously they're not like uh, ruining the take, but they can kind of laugh. You can kind of do variations of a joke. Like when you're mostly on your own and you have a smaller crew like this, how do you know creepy is working? The, the writer, Susie Maloney, we had to trust her words. And we did many drafts of the script. So at, at some point you just have to say, okay, I might may not be able to visualize this scene within um, the scenes in front of it or behind it a hundred percent, but I do know that the words, the structure, the dialogue hold together and we've got professional casts and professional actors and uh, you know, anyone that's done this and Alexa might be doing this soon when you watch uh, the first cut of your movie, which is, is if that doesn't give you a stroke, I don't know what will it's, it can be very, stressful but it all can also be just like oh fuck that worked yes you know um it's very exhilarating so um but yeah uh, on a, a a smaller shoot like this you know everyone's name i think there's like 12 of us maybe and and believe me you can get much smaller i have friends that have done you know features with four people i'm sure it's been with even fewer wow. but but the concept does have to lend itself to that you can't go out and shoot the matrix with one person so this is what i was saying before alexa showed up is the key for this type of budget is under four characters and one location so all the only time we moved is on the balcony and um my next door neighbor's house and the green the the car crash the green screen car crash mm-hmm. otherwise it was just house excuse me and i don't know about you alexa but after a while that house started to get to me because there's no, even in like, like most houses have a one degree of warmth, like hardwood floor. And this was just all black and white. So I think if we had gone too many more days, I would have lost my shit. Like it's just, it's beautiful. But after a while you need some color, you know? Yeah. It was funny because everyone started telling me in the crew as well, like, Oh, but this house, this house, like the first day was nice, but now I just don't understand. Like, Oh, it was like something about it was just eerie. And mm-hmm. I think funny enough to me, because during all of my scenes, I was getting to like feel that whenever I wasn't on screen, like whenever I was get like the little like in-betweens, 
I didn't actually feel it. I think it was just because I was just getting to experience it as me. And so I got like smaller bits of that, I guess, or like it was more spread mm-hmm. out. And so I don't think it ever really got to me um, as Alexa, but I think okay, I got good. to like play into that with, with Maddie. Yeah. It worked for the character, right? I, yeah. I wanted Matt, I wanted Maddie to be like a goldfish in an aquarium. So everyone can see her, but she can't see out, which just makes her more vulnerable. Uh, and this place is very large and she looks very small inside of it. With very little color. And lots of sharp angles, not many curves. And, um, yeah, it's just not the optimal environment to chill, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the a set is generally like a casino, right? Like, there isn't any, like, proper windows. No, like, you don't really have a, you have a hard time telling time. Obviously, here, you had a little bit more windows. But you have a hard time telling time on a set, right? <laughs> and you just kind of, like, keep yeah. going through your, especially, I'm sure, on a larger production like Yellow Jackets, where you're doing some night stuff, right? So you're up to, like, 3, 4 in the morning, right like you just kind of you keep rolling and you just lose all sense of time it's kind of like being a tourist where you have where where it's a different time zone and if you go to a place where like it's not english so then like the uh, all the billboards and ads and stuff are in different language so you're like all right this doesn't mean anything to me so you're completely lost you're not tethered to anything and set can sometimes feel like that oh yeah and I mean, you're having a good time. So whenever you're having a good time, time just kind of slips by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alexa, for you, you already mentioned like some of the creepy vibes. It's like you had some great horror screams uh, in Romy. And so this is a rite of passage for a young actress. Like, is there a particular preparation or like either physically or emotionally that you need to kind of like do for a solid horror scream? Let me follow uh... up. And, and did you need any lozenges? That's my follow up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I literally just I, I, I've done it before and so I just sit there and I go, Well, I hope I can do it again and I just kinda of go for it. I don't <laughs> I don't really prepare anything. And then I just make sure I have like some like um something warm to drink after so that my vocal cords are not like destroyed at the end. But <laughs> yeah, I just kinda of go for it. <laughs> I knew I knew it was working because uh there's two occasions where I actually jumped. Because I didn't expect it to be that loud, and but that's good. You want that, right? Mm-hmm. But in that the garage, <laughs> in in the garage with the uh, the car alarm, man, that's uh, no, maybe that wasn't the loudest one. I don't know what, the, but I remember kind of jolting at one point. Holy shit! <laughs> oh yeah, you're in a horror movie. This yeah. is this is normal. And Robert, for you, like, what's interesting about a smart home is that it's kind of no different than a haunted house. So. In terms of like your Romy shooting process, was like were you influenced at all by haunted house movies? Were you thinking or conscious about yeah. haunted house movies? Yeah, uh, and I was also guided a little bit by Ex Machina, oh, the yeah. film stylistically. I loved to shoot wide. Mm-hmm. My I had to. My editor was always like, "Get more close ups of her," and I, I resist those because my theory is they have to be earned. And if you use too many of them, the very purpose of a close-up, which is to draw your attention to something, mm-hmm. it becomes so ubiquitous that it loses its impact. So, um, and the wide, so I just want to add too, like the wide too made like Alexa feel smaller, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like yeah. You feel her sense of isolation. Like this girl's on her own and especially cause she's yes. basically hiding out on the run a little bit on, from, and so in this smart home, you feel like she's lost and like alone. Like you kind of want to give her a hug in a sense. You know what I mean? Like she's just so lost. Yeah. And so we tried to stack all the things against her. So, um, 
as you say, Alexa is uh, not here under choice. She's here under duress. Maddie, I should say. Um, the the size of the house, like it's 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 a place you could go. Oh, there's three rooms over here. I've never discovered. Like it's it just it just keeps going and going. It's got an elevator, and I mean, most people have elevators in their house, right? Yeah, yeah. That's normal. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah. But um, I did I did want the wides to make her look teeny tiny. Uh, and enhances the vulnerability and a lot of high angles, which can of course replicate surveillance cameras. And it just it just all played together. Like it, because um, you think of like um, homicide, you know, trying to learn the identity of someone that's done something. They've got access to so many points of view that you don't even know where you're you're being filmed. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just super creepy. And I, I'm, 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 I'm sure it's helpful to them as well, but don't assume no one's watching, I guess. There you go. That's a good way. Now that you've uh, kind of had this experience, Robert, could you last a full night in a haunted house, you think? Could you make it up to sunrise? No, not in this kind, maybe, but if it was the traditional kind of... Um, it, would, it would depend on a lot. So let's take... Um, what's a good one? Norman Bates isn't really haunted. Poltergeist, yeah, I think, I think I could live through that. That's mm-hmm. one. That's probably in my top five too, yeah. of favorite horror films. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like Robert Wise, The Haunting from 1960, no, okay. no, I'll I'll sleep outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? I'll, I'll, what about you, Alexa? Could you handle like a haunted house now that you've had this Romy experience? Now you're a tough lady. You can get in there. I couldn't before, and I can't after. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know yourself. You're comfortable with who you are. Yep. Yeah. I hey, love I, scary I, movies, scary nothing. Picking up on that, I have a question for Alexa, because I know you're not, you don't watch horror day and night. In other words, you uh, you live a normal life. But um, <laughs> do you, like, uh, what was it like seeing it the first time with all the bells and the whistles? And as you know, I held back on, I, I always hold back as long as I can with actors showing them stuff until their agents are basically threatening lawsuits. Just because I like, I like the first time you see something has got to be special, right? And you want it to be under optimal um, lighting conditions, and you want the soundtrack to be in five one audio, et cetera, et cetera. But so, what I'm curious, what was that like? And uh, from an audio visual sense, seeing that, seeing all these things, some of which weren't necessarily there while we shot, what was that like? It was super cool. It was. Um... It was some stuff that I just wasn't expecting. With some things, I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I figured there would be something, but I wasn't sure what. And then in others, like, I remember, like, the fridge lighting up, like, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, some of, like, the jump scares that I wasn't expecting definitely made me jump. <laughs> uh, but it was super, super cool. It was, it was a cool experience. I'm envious of that as an actor. Like, to walk away, to have this memory, and then to come and have the memory kind of reformed. Yeah, as you're watching added- it. Yeah, that's I'm I'm actually envious of that. That'd be really interesting. Would you would you ever go <laughs> yeah. in front of the camera, Robert? No, there's no there's no need for that. The world doesn't need that. But it would be fun. <laughs> I think it would be fun to die in a horror film. Like you like a lot of the '80s horror films. You wouldn't want to get like an axe you know, to a face or something just quickly. Like I just I think when directors do that, it becomes about them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I want to keep people submerged in the movie. And um, like Hitchcock did it, of course, but um, M Night as well. Yeah, 
I was going to say, but he's Hitchcock uh, and no one else is. So I, I don't know. I just want to keep it about. So to me, with the, the thing I, I use, the term is bump in the edit room. Did anything bump you? In other words, did anything bump you off the rail of this, you know, track, this tram that makes you remember, oh, yeah, yeah, this is just a movie. And if if it's something, oh, that's the director, then that just bumps me out of it. I don't like that. I want to stay in the illusion. I, I want to stay in the illusion because... What's interesting is that Maddie, who uh, Alex is playing, she has kind of a loose grip on reality, right? She's not quite sure if the, the, the creepy things that are in the house are like actually happening or if it's Romy. Um, she's sometimes smoking weed too, so her her grip on reality is not always like firm. Like, is there a commentary, Robert, running through Romy about what's real and what's not real and how it can be sometimes difficult to trust reality or trust what your eyes are seeing? Yeah, well, with a, with a screenplay, you're supposed to put a character up a tree and then throw rocks at them just to make their journey as hard, as difficult as possible. So in terms of gaslighting, she's seeing these things, and yet she's having these two older dudes say, uh, you know what, you're just smoking too much weed, or it was a reflection. Like, they're, everyone's telling her she's crazy, which is like gaslighting, right? Mm-hmm. And that coupled with this, you know, act that puts her in the house and I'm not ruining anything, but she's involved with the hit and run at the beginning of the movie. And she's kind of seeking refuge, not because she wants to get out of it, but because her overbearing mother is kind of saying, uh, I want you out of the way for a while. So no one knows it's you. And, um, so I, you know, Polanski's repulsion. Like I love seeing characters disintegrate on film, like just slowly seeing the anxiety rise higher and higher in their eyes and, their posture and all that. And it just like, that's just like a great concoction for horror, you know? Mm-hmm. What about you for Alexa? Cause like you live in these different worlds, right? Where like you live like a civilian and then you go on a film set and then you become this character. And then, so you live in like kind of a warped reality, right? Like you're always jumping between Alexa and the character you're playing. So your reality is always kind of shifting and different. Was it kind of fun or interesting to play a character who couldn't trust reality? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a lot of fun to play Maddie and and yeah, like having her slowly disintegrate throughout the film. Um, it was also just really fun because I'd never done uh, that much on film. I'd mostly worked on TV shows, and TV shows just move so quickly. And even though we were moving quickly with our schedule, whenever we had scenes, we got to really slow down like scenes really got to take their time and and we got to really build the tension, which I thought was really fun um, because I hadn't gotten to experience much of that. And so I think that was something that I also really enjoyed. Alexa, how did you end up here? Because Robert's a huge horror nerd, but you're not. And like (laughs) Yellow Jackets has some like horror aspects, like cannibalism, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, horror just likes me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you love horror back? Horror's like reaching out and like bringing you like flowers and chocolates and stuff, and you don't seem to be like reciprocating the relationship. I love playing it. I love playing horror and I love playing into the drama of it all. But, um, and the tension, I thought, again, that was really, really fun. Uh, but me, myself watching, I just, I just love to watch something that just makes me laugh. Like for me, it's comedy. I love watching comedy. I love to just like relax and just like, like I love going to bed and like watching friends and just laughing as I fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. That's where. And so both of you like 
what was the takeaway from the audiences that have seen Romy? Like, because it's kind of made the festival rounds. We talked about Blood in the Snow. Are people like more scared of the technology now? Are they like creeped out by the technology? Like, what's kind of some been some of the themes or the general reactions of the audience to Romy? Uh, yeah, lots of uh, I can relate to that. I sometimes wonder if I'm being watched. Lots of that sort of thing. I noticed one interesting thing. My wife picked up between Calgary and Toronto, so the Calgary screening was not a horror film. So we had people, uh, like lots of jumps and screams. Whereas Toronto, where you're at a horror festival and you're expecting that sort of thing, it was much more, uh, like there weren't people, you know, jumping or throwing popcorn in the air inadvertently. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting, but really positive and, and mostly just, uh, responding to the, the casts, which is what you want. And, um, the script, which is what you want. Um, yeah, not like honestly, I, I signed my first autograph in Toronto, oh, which was uh, that's really yeah. cool. It was for my wife, but um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Still it was, it. it was, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I love that festival so much because there's true horror diehards, and mm. and I don't know, Alexa. Well, actually, the other one Alexa and I were at were, was Fantasia, so it's the same deal, right? It's people. They're going out of their way, mm -hmm. driving or taking the subway a long way just to, to come to a festival that shows their type of film. So I just love that environment. And yeah, so as we're wrapping up, just shifting gears a little bit, like I know you can't say much, Alexa, but what can you share about Yellow Jacket season three? Is there anything you can share or say or like wink or? <laughs> <laughs> um. There is there is literally nothing I can share. Just uh, just that I'm excited. <laughs> have, you, have you been surprised and ex like continue like that theme of excited? Like, are you surprised and excited at how the show has been embraced by like a really like rabid fan base? They really get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm honestly just super grateful that that so many of the projects that I've gotten to do have gotten such a positive response. That's been super. Um, heartwarming <laughs> hey can i chime in on that because when i looked at uh, uh maddie's the character name sometimes i'll go out of my way not to read their credits so that i don't oh he'll bring in people because he's on blah 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 mm -hmm. blah which, which there's nothing wrong with that i get it but i would rather just the audition itself influence me and it came down to two and i remember saying to call the producer she's just really likable and and the opposite of me in that way, and uh, <clears throat> um, that's why she's it was signing just, more autographs. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Like more people. She's probably done at least. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it was not because of uh, yeah, because yeah, you're right. Every everyone comments. Oh yes, yellow jackets. It was not because of that. It was not trying to hitch our wagon onto that. I don't think I even knew at the time. I was just watching the tapes, and of course, auditioning is. I don't know about yellow jackets but with indie films so much of it's done on zoom now right mm -hmm. you're not not always in the same room is that the case alexa with you for yellow jackets i actually ended up doing a tape and then i just sent in my tape and then that's how yeah. that one worked out no i get that robert and i'm but i mean like if i didn't ask about yellow jackets i would be in trouble <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> uh, i'm happy to talk about romy and all that too as well obviously we did talk a lot about romy but uh, you know like alexa like what the fan base is like so i didn't want oh to get, for sure i didn't want to get in trouble i don't want to get grounded 
hundred percent. hundred percent. It's it, it's obviously what she's known for, and people respond. Um, I can see their eyes light up on when I. Which one is she? And you? Oh, she's that one! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No. Super. Super happy with Romy. Super happy with the yellow jackets, and really happy to see the positive response. Yeah, that that Romy's been yeah. getting. It's awesome, yeah. What about you? For you, Robert, you want to stick with more horror, I guess, like opposite of Alexa. Yeah. And then, like, where are you working on something new, or you have some ideas percolating? Yeah, writing one to shoot next summer. Um, I don't know much about it yet. I'm still finding it, mm-hmm. but it's a kind of a chase movie, horror-related chase movie, revenge horror. Oh, I like all those things. Okay, I'll have to look out for that. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Romy's going to have uh, more distribution, like uh, Raven Banner, I think, picked it up, right? They did, and they just made a, a really good U.S. sale that I can't talk about. And so what they do is they'll try and sell other territories, I suspect, the U.K. next. And then you and then you sell off smaller territories, I don't know, Abbotsford, B.C. No, I'm kidding. Like... Uh, <laughs> India, Malaysia, Indonesia, like you would sell those off individually. Sometimes they come in groups like Scandinavia might be all four countries. Yeah. So I, I'm not always privy to that info, but I know it's, it's being received and the timing of AI has definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for like hanging out. Uh, we covered the horror screams. We covered Nintendo. We covered Henry. Like, I think we covered most of the important elements, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank, thanks for the thoughtful questions. I, I'm so tired of the same questions, and these are really good. Oh, that's cool. Yo, that was director Robert Cuffley and actress Alexa Brahas, and their movie is called Romy. I saw it at Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival, but as you heard, Robert, there will be upcoming screening dates, and I'll update those at the show notes at mysummerlayer.com. And while you're there at mysummerlayer.com, visit slash subscribe and sign up for the My Pal Sammy newsletter. mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe to sign up for the My Pal Sammy newsletter. mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe to sign up for the My Pal Sammy newsletter. Think of My Pal Sammy newsletter as your smart digital assistant for pop culture. Every week, you'll receive a newsletter packed with exclusive content designed to inform, entertain, and inspire your pop culture adventures. And all without the scary evil of HAL 9000. I can do that, Dave. How can you not want a pop culture HAL 9000 in your life? Google Substack My Pal Sammy and sign up right now. Trust me, you'll enjoy this odyssey as we roll me across all kinds of pop culture. Boom! That was two puns in there. Magic, I tell you, magic. Thank you so much for listening to me in a Netflix world. Romeo.